Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I was just I, like it just reminded me of how well written and how like and the um, the the chemistry of the cast was so there. It was so. Uh, I mean, that was one of the things that we that kept us going so strong for five years. I think. My name is Anna Silk. For six seasons, I played Bo on the hit TV series Lost Girl. I am so happy you are here for the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast to take a trip down memory lane with me, the amazing cast, and some very special guests. I'm so glad to finally be able to say the family is back together again. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. Oh, my co-host today. Boy, are we lucky. Let me tell you. My co-host today lights up the screen every time she is on it. With a ruthless delivery, the Morrigan brought a wow factor and a sex appeal like no one else to our show. She is someone that I was frankly in awe of watching and nailed every single take. Please welcome the lovely Emmanuel Vogier. Yay! <laughs> Hello! Hi! Mom, mom, Kisses, kisses. Uh, it's so good to see you. Uh, good to see you too. We don't get to do this enough. I know. I know. And this whole, I mean, this whole rewatch podcast has been. It just feels like this get together for me. I mean, I'm getting to see everybody, so I feel very, very spoiled. No, it was very doing it this. Was, uh, it was actually cool watching. I watched the episode last night, and uh, I was like, "Oh my gosh, wow!" Like to, I know. And, and then we all look. I mean, you look the same, but I'm like, "Oh my god, look at our <laughs> Stop. like the skin. It's so perfect. I know. We all have like <laughs> there's like an extra bit of chub yeah. on all of us, oh, right? Like, all of our cheeks. Yeah. I know." Yeah. <laughs> 
It's so strange to look back. Mm -hmm. It is so strange. So yeah, so we are going to talk about season one, episode 11 called Fatal Justice was written by Peter Mohan and directed by Rob Lieberman. And so yeah, my first question for you, Emmanuel, is how did you feel watching it? And what were your first sort of impressions Um, besides our our gorgeous skin? Our gorgeous skin and how young everyone looked. Um, I was just like, it just reminded me of how well written and how like in the... um, the the chemistry of the cast was so there it was so uh i mean that was one of the things that we that kept us going so strong for five years i think and what the big appeal of the show was like everybody just clicked like it was magical it was it was and it was really cool because i hadn't watched an episode in god knows how long so right. it was really cool to see that and just see it like the chemistry just alive on screen again I know. I know. I mean, I, I've really been taking a trip down memory lane uh, over the last few weeks. And um, it's, it, I had forgotten, I think, how special our show was, especially, I mean, not so much. Every season was special, but there was something so magical about the first season. We were all kind of finding our feet. And, um, but the chemistry, you're right, the chemistry was just there from, from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, one thing that I have to talk about with you, because you're in this episode, of course, but you were also in our first episode of the season. And it's hard to imagine that you were in those two episodes only for the first season, right? Because it feels like you were in more because your your presence was there. We, you know, the leader of the dark is kind of a big deal um, that we talk about mm-hmm. throughout the season. So, but your... Um, your first episode that you were in, uh, watching those scenes were, I mean, I remember meeting you on that first day of filming at U of T. Um, and you walked in looking like Cruella DeVille. I mean, it was <laughs> with a cigarette and all that stuff. And I was just kind of reflecting back on that one too, because that kind of really set up your character. And I love the scene between uh, you and I, mm-hmm. where we sit down and you, I don't know if you remember this from the first episode where you basically, you break it down for Bo. Like there's a dark and a light side and you got to pick. Da, 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 da. Right. And there was so much power in uh, what you were doing. You were so good. I mean, I, I had been cast first, I think. <laughs> um, and then I was in LA at the time and I was reading with many actresses to play the Morrigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember doing that scene over and over and over and over. And um, it, it was such a great part. And then I remember uh, I did, I hadn't read with you. I hadn't met you until the first day of filming, but boy, were we lucky to have you come oh. on and be this amazing character. It was amazing. Well, you were incredible. Thank you. No, it was, it was uh, like, you know, I didn't know, walking into it, what it was going to, you know, what you never know what it's going to be. Like you could, you know, sometimes something looks great on paper and you go and do it and you're like, wow, that was a giant pile of poop. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the show from top to bottom. But it it was, you know, um, like you brought so much energy and charisma and presence to your role and talent. And it was just, uh, you know, you made it easy to like, it was just, it, it worked like everything just clicked. And it's, you know, it was one of those things that, um, it was, it made it that much easier to step into those shoes for sure. Yeah. No, thank you. And I, I, it, I, 
you always made it act. You make acting look easy, which is probably one of the biggest compliments actors can get, right? Because it's it's not easy. No, it's not no. easy to walk <laughs> walk. You know. And um, anyway, it, so so I just wanted to acknowledge your presence in episode one because today we're going to talk about episode eleven, um, which you know I'll, I'll tell you some of my feelings watching it and my first impressions. Well, first of all. I had forgotten that there's entire episodes where I'm super into Dyson the whole time. <laughs> you know, like, uh, I mean, I remember, of course, there's a love triangle and of course that happens. But, um, you know, Bo is like, and Dyson were like pretty much dating in this episode, uh, you know, which was kind of funny to see that level of the relationship. And, and Bo and Lauren are kind of on the outs at this point still. Um, so that was kind of interesting to see. And I love in this episode how Bo is finally being trusted with Faye business, mm-hmm. you know, um, how she can, you know, she's being asked to go into dark Faye territory because she's neutral. And there's a few more... Uh, of those things being presented. And I love, and this shows, it shows the strength of your character as well as Clay Bennett, who played the leader of the Light Fae. Because Dyson declared sanctuary, either, even you guys can't touch him. Right. You know, it just kind of showed the weight of the rules of the Fae world that even, you know, you're waiting for your opportunity but even you can't touch him mm-hmm. at that point, which I thought was really cool to see, um, you know, that the, the reverence around the rules, even by, even by you. Right. <laughs> you and know? I had to kind of respect. Yeah. I, I had to play by the rules a little bit there. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, um, and, and I just, when you brought up Clay Bennett, I watching. I was like that voice. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. god! I'm like god. that voice is like I don't know how I, he must do a ton of like voice work or radio stuff because I'm like that's like such a unique, you know. I know it's the kind of voice you want to like crawl inside of, yeah, no. and like curl up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's well, he's like it, it should he's, be a sleep story. Like he do, he belongs on calm doing, and I need to fall asleep to his voice. Uh, that sounds. Crazy. I know, but it is true. I know. I know. (laughs) I think maybe we should, we should contact him and make this happen. Um, so, okay. So I have a few, uh, obviously have more questions for you. Oh, oh, one other thing I loved seeing, and this is kind of pivotal to the the storyline is Chris's tattoo. Um, you know, because that tattoo played into the storyline of, of this episode. But also, I remember just a little thing for the fans to know that Chris and I, when we auditioned, he was shirtless at some point in our audition, of course, as one is. Always shirtless. Right? <laughs> always shirtless. And of course, he had that tattoo. That's that his, his tattoo. Oh, that is That's his not, tattoo. that wasn't. Yes. Yes. Oh. That's his. And I remember, and it's beautiful. And I remember him saying, you know, Maybe this is some kind of fey language or something. And right away, you could already see producers going, yeah. You know, like they were kind of, he planted that seed, seed, um, which I thought was kind of funny and a little something that for the fans to know. Um, okay. My next question, what is your best memory of filming this episode? I mean, you, you kind of come in and out, uh, and, and of course, 
kick butt in each scene. But what 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 are some of your best memories filming? Um, the dress. I still have that dress. You do? <laughs> I do. I mean, I had. I mean, the you know the scenes were always fun. Like it was always so, like she was always so well written and. And so there was well so much there to play with. And it was almost like, okay, don't go too crazy. Cause it's like that, you know, it, don't go down campy, you know, the campy road with it. It's, it Cause it's easily tips over into that, like larger totally. than life, like mustache twirling villain, which, you know, we dip our toe into that. in some episodes, I feel like I kind of did that, but, um, and it was fun cause we had the Liberty to kind of go there. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, but I have to, I mean, like, I like that scene in the bar just because it, I just remember feeling, I, I, I don't know. I just remember having uh, like, it was fun. I, I, I don't know what it was about that. It was just like fun to send like this kind of flippant. And I don't know. It was, uh, I remember having a lot of fun at that scene and, um, and yeah, just the work, like the wardrobe played such a huge role in how I felt in every scene because I was always dressed top to bottom they managed to find me the most like fabulous outfits that were so on point for the morrigan and um and yeah and i think that's you know all of it the hair the makeup the 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 wardrobe all of that plays into how you know your presence on screen and and the energy that goes into that character and how uh because if you're you know i don't think that i would have nearly the same same um pizzazz going into the scene wearing you know what i'm wearing now like i'd be like yeah i'd be fine but it doesn't have the same impact and i would feel the same way you wouldn't feel the same way yeah. exactly i i don't think i knew until i did this show the the importance of hair makeup wardrobe and storytelling mm-hmm. you know it's it's more than just looking good it really informs how you walk i mean you you when you when you walk in and you tell a story before you even open your mouth you you can you can kind of show up for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you did. I forget, I forget what your first line is in the bar. It's something like being a VIP. Do you think of me as a VIP? I do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's something like that. I just, I love Good it. Words to live by. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't we all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lessons. Oh my God. That's it. We need a book. Need a book. There needs to be a, co- a coffee table book. Uh, lessons from the Morgan. That, um, um some of the stuff that I remembered about that episode that was really fun is that it was most of that episode was filmed on location. So there's something exciting about filming on location because, you know, we shot in that bar that like that nightclub, mm-hmm. tons of extras, tons. Like, there's this kind of sense of adventure and extra pressure, honestly, because there's people doing like the girl doing the flips and the twirly thing. And, um, there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. Um, but I do remember being excited about that. Um, oh yeah, think of me as a VIP. I do. I'd written down the line. <laughs> so cute. Uh, I loved. Um, I loved for Hale in that episode. I love. This was the first time that you saw Bo and Hale. Like Hale kind of tells her, "You're, you know, you're good. You're good for Dyson." Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I really liked um, that, and I had forgotten that until I watched the episode. Uh, I, I also, um, okay. Actually I have one more question. What was the most difficult or challenging part of filming the episode? Do you have any memories watching it from that angle? Also the wardrobe. (laughs) 
of course, right? Like, I mean, yeah, everything was very tight. <laughs> everything was very tight. tight. Um, so yeah. there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, like after lunch was a particularly difficult time <laughs> in my life. Um, <laughs> Post lunch, you really had, to, I had to make, you know, I was like, Manuel, make good choices. You make good choices here because you are going to regret your choices if you don't. <laughs> yes. Because right now Which you're is, wearing you sweatpants know, and you won't be in about yes. half an hour. <laughs> sweatpants and Uggs. Yeah. And then, yeah. And yeah, you know what? And it's hard sometimes to make good choices on set because as you know, you're exhausted. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then right? what do you so, go to first when you're exhausted? Sugar, caffeine, like, and you're just like, totally. you know, so. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Bo- Bo's wardrobe evolved over the seasons, but it, I had to be able to move a lot, like, and fight a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, and so things had to be revealing in the right ways and movable in the right ways too. But yeah, the Morgan's outfits were streamlined, tight. Yeah. Yeah. Very tight. Um, but for, yeah. for Bo, I mean, like a lot of it too, like you had, I was watching the episode and was like, whoa, Bo boobs, <laughs> like oh. boobs, like boobs everywhere boobs <laughs> i mean it looks everywhere fantastic, but I was, like, <laughs> I was like but talking well, about like having think, to be able to move oh, and like become and be able totally. to totally and i think i mean that's that that the bow silhouette actually became uh a challenging thing for for some of the wardrobe people to deal with but boobs cinched in waist by the end and and like looseness around the belly because first of all that's just how I prefer it. I don't want to worry as much. And, and I, because I was there for, you know, every day, yeah. all day, I had to have room for bloatedness or yeah, anything that comfort. actually happens to a, a female body yeah. and comfort. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I had to be able to move. So cinching it in at the waist and pushing up the, uh, the girls became the silhouette. And yeah, I look back at that. I mean, I have my bow bra somewhere tucked in a drawer somewhere and it was, um, yeah, I wonder if I should dig that thing out. I mean, it is. I think you should. <laughs> it, it's its own character. It's its own character. Um, I would say for me, filming that episode, there's the part that's literally painful for me to watch uh, because it was so challenging for me. Is anytime I have to dance, oh, I want to die. Is the vex. The, so, thing. oh my god! I was yes. Like, Go, Anna. <laughs> I was. Like, I will wow, tell that's you. Hard to do. That's so well, hard. first of all, it's hard to dance sexy, be mad, and um, also then try to like physically fight him. There was, I was so confused. Yeah. I was so confused. Um, but I get so embarrassed if I have to, to dance. And I have to tell you that Miss Solo, Casania Solo, who was on set with me that Ms. day, Dancer. gave me a couple of moves. Mm-hmm. Yes, Miss Dancer, Ms. exactly. Yeah. And she gave me a couple of moves to like start. And that helped me a lot. It well, it makes a difference when somebody who is a dancer can show you a few things so that you don't feel like a total idiot. Like that's because when I had to do that, even though it was like silly dancing, like way down the line in another episode, they had like I asked for a choreographer because I'm like I'm not. Just, I yeah. this needs to be specific. It needs to have intent behind every like not you know, not to mind fuck it, but like just to have a a purpose behind the moves and also a consistency to it. So that when you go to do it, it's like, and so that you can feel comfortable and let that go and go, okay, now I can worry about the acting part of it and the performance part of it, as opposed to the physical logistics of it. 
if that makes sense. Well, it brings a self-consciousness that doesn't need to be there otherwise, well, and, and right? And then you're a just... a confident character that, like, that's the last yes. thing that you need is to have to struggle with that. Yes, exactly. And if it says, if it just says, like, just dance sexy, like, just, well, no, like... To me, I mean, like how I did in college, drunk at a bar. No, actually, it was not that sexy. Yeah, like me <laughs> you know, drunk at a bar. Like, and actually, like, Woo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, it's not sexy. <laughs> if 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 camera phones had been around at that time, we oh. would have evidence that I did not dance sexy uh, at that time. I know there was actually um, in much later seasons there was a scene where Bo does like this sexy car wash, which was a very popular. Um, I think that was actually season four, so we'll get there at some point, but. I, I never had a choreographer for it. And suddenly it was like, I was on set and they're like, wash the car and be sexy. I'm like, Oh my God. You know, I, I should have had the, the, the forethought to say like, Hey, let's, let's bring someone in to help me because like you said, it just kind of gets you there. Yeah. And then, then you can play a little bit. Yeah. Even if it's not, yeah, I wanted to, yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I wanted to die pretty much yeah. that day of filming. I, I was very, very embarrassed. I feel your pain. Um, but of course, you know, Paul was there who plays Vex, who was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just remember being kind of horrified. Um, anyway, so I wanted to ask, what do you think worked and what didn't work in this episode? Um, I mean, that's a tough question because it's like, I didn't feel, nothing stood out to me and I wasn't looking for it either. I wasn't looking to like pull it apart necessarily. Um, uh, you know, usually I'll look at my own performance and pull that apart, but <laughs> I'd be like, oh, that didn't write in like that. I didn't like that. I actually was okay with what I did in that episode. Yeah. I was like, oh, forgot about those scenes. Yeah, cool. I was like, that was, ah. I'm happy with that, <laughs> but, um, but it's Good. Not, you, know, you should be but like the whole, like this, I think the episode as a whole, um, was well done. I don't, I didn't see anything like nothing popped out at me as like, Oh, that doesn't quite work or, right. um, yeah. or that relationship doesn't quite work. Um, this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, as the episodes went on in the seasons, I just felt like they just got more and more seamless, like more and more just 
everything was smoother and smoother and smoother. I, but yeah, I like, I mean, maybe, maybe if I rewatched the pilot episode, I'd have things to say about it, but yeah, I didn't really, yeah, nothing jumped out at me. Yeah. It's actually kind of a hard question to answer this whole season, which is nice, you know, that to think of things that don't work. But for me, when, when I, when I think of something not working, it's usually because I, I'll remember how I was feeling mm. while filming rather than what's I'm actually, what I'm actually seeing on the screen. Right. You know, um, one thing I remember about this episode in, that was challenging was, um, I, I don't want to know why I remember this, but we were under time crunch the whole time on this episode. Yes. I, and that can happen on locations in particular because you've got so many moving parts. But even in studio, I remember on that episode, we were constantly under time crunch and the, the scene, okay. The scene where you're torturing Dyson, which I love that scene. And I love that you say like that you're bored. I mean, that's so great. Um, when, by the time, do you remember when we got to filming that last part, how we ran out of time? And do you remember we all had to kind of stand in a line and yes. say these very long... Didn't we all start bits, laughing so much, and they were getting mad? Because we were dying. We were, they were like, getting... They were the crew so was mad. so angry. <laughs> I know. I was holding that poker to your face, which yes. was a rubber poker, yeah. by the way. Everybody behind the scenes, obviously, it was not a, not a metal... First of all, I couldn't hold it up that long if it was metal. Um but yeah, it was, it was rubber and, uh, we had to just spit out a lot. There was a lot of talking. Yeah. Um, like, and I remember kind of, talking. <laughs> an unnecessary <laughs> amount of talking. So I felt that, you know, that, I mean, look, it worked in the end and it was all great. One, one thing I thought that felt like when, when Vex goes to kill that guy, mm-hmm. why didn't we get to see what he did to him? No. It just kind of stopped. I think because we ran I wanted out of him time. to throw him. I think we ran out of time. Yeah, I think they had plans. That's, that's, but... that's the one thing that didn't that didn't work, right? So, I mean, look, this is minor. This is minor, minor, minor. But like, it stood out to me because I was like, I want to see Vex throw him in the fire pit. I mean, like, that's right. that's what he should be well, doing. And also, probably a money thing too. They throw him in the fire pit. That's more VFX. That's more, you know. There's like totally. all the budget stuff that goes with that. And as we know, that the yeah. budgets were not like the pockets were not so deep on this show. <laughs> yes. So yes. it was, you know, creativity was high. Pockets were not yes. deep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's something that is interesting for fans to hear too. Is that everything is considered in in every episode when it comes to you know you have to write to the budget of the show. Um, so it's one thing to think of great ideas, but then can you or can you afford them? Can can you do them in a in a way that um, you have time to do? And can you? There's often big setups for anything physical. There's huge setups, even if it's one move. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and also. Um- one thing that I did notice now, you know, as far as what works and didn't work, I mean, it's not something that doesn't work, but it speaks to sort of the success of the show as it went on. And they were smart to do it this way because they, they are very, they use special effects very sparingly in, or at least in Mm -hmm. this episode, like with the chi and the thing, because they didn't have the money to do it particularly well. So they, Yes. used it in little pieces here, even like the fire poker, you know, with the CGI red tip. I'm like, oh, that looks pretty bad, yeah. but um, <laughs> that doesn't look real. But, um, but you, you're willing to overlook it because it's not so glaring throughout the entire episode that you're, it's, yeah. it doesn't become a distraction. And it should never be a distraction. Yeah. yeah the second it's a distraction, then, then the audience isn't really following the story anymore, yeah, you know? You and out. to me, it looked... I could buy, I could wrap my head around the fact that it looked more like a comic book. Yes. You know, and to me, that's when the show worked really well is when we really 
really presented that comic book feel Mm -hmm. rather than trying to be more than that. I mean, I remember like, you know, any fight scenes I did uh, early on that were more elaborate and things like that and had Bo doing a lot of crazy things. Those had to be scaled down after a while because we just didn't have the budget yeah. to to have the time to do it well. So she became a little more of a street fighter and a little more of like, I'll grab what's on this table and whack someone with it rather than let's have someone fly in on a wire and, you know. Right. Um, to like spend an entire so, day doing shooting one fight sequence. Like it's not, exactly. a, it's not a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I do actually, you're right. We were laughing and the crew was mad. Yeah. Because it was like there was the very end of the day, and yeah. we were all we were all so exhausted, and we all had the giggles, and it was like we couldn't mm-hmm. look at each other. It was one of those, right? We'd be like, if one of yeah. us one of us looked at the other one, and then we were like, <laughs> and then it was like, yeah. okay, okay, go again, guys, just keep it together. And we're like, oh, I know God, this is so hard. Why is this? So it's impossible. Hard? <laughs> yeah. It's impossible, and I'm the worst for the giggles. Like I, and especially when you're that tired, oh. and I would literally, I remember getting the giggles, and I would say in my head, like, you have to stop. Like, and I would try to say like, okay, the crew is going to hate you. They're going to hate you. And then I'd start laughing again. I, mean, I just couldn't God, stop. I yeah. Ah, I don't care. I don't care exactly. I'm so tired. Exactly. Um, I, you know who exactly. I had the hardest time looking in the eye and not giggling was, was always Chris. Like if he oh, yeah. started with that, I'd be like, oh damn it. And then, and then also, um, Zoe, Zoe was, oh, Zoe so was bad. for me. She's Zoe so was the bad. worst for me because she had the ability to make this like funny joke and then drop right into the scene. Yeah. And I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't. So, cause I'd be like still going with the joke and, 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 and like not ready, you know, um, <laughs> she was the worst. <laughs> she's sabotaged. saboteur. I'll have to do a whole episode of how, how she sabotaged me over the years. I'm totally kidding. She was the best. Um, no, but she, but she was the hardest one to stop laughing with. Yeah. By far, mm-hmm. by far. Um, some other stuff that I thought worked really well in this episode, and I've said it several times over this podcast, we had such good guest stars on the show. Yeah. And the writing for them was so great. Like I love the 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 guy in the bar that comes in to take Dyson's memories. Oh yeah, yeah. Um yes. and he I he had one scene, this guy. I don't even know that actor's name. I should have looked it up because he was incredible. He comes in, he has one scene. I love that he's a drunk Mm -hmm. because, and that's where the writing got so good because he was a drunk to deal with the fact that his fey power was very taxing on him. Right. You know, and that was so clever. It it made him like, it gave him the humanness Mm -hmm. that the fey world needed, you know? And so he was amazing. And then the... (laughs) The actor that played the art dealer. Oh my God. Because you know what it's like, Emmanuel. You, the, I go yeah. to his oh, yeah. house and seduce him <laughs> yes. and like get mad at him. So I met him like three minutes before we shot that scene. <laughs> you know, hello, hello, sir. And then suddenly I'm straddling him and we're doing the scene and he's got to perform like under the spell. And in that first season, guest stars would always say like people that I was kind of seducing with my power would say, what does the power feel like? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, as they're like, roll, roll sound, you know, and I'm going, it's up to you. It's up to you. But just so you know, it's a sexual power. (laughs) It's a sexual power. And you just have to act like, like I'm really sexy. Okay, go. And he did it. You know, it was just, I remember being really uh, kind of 
it was, I was kind of shy doing that scene, but he, he was great. And the guest stars just went for it. We were so lucky. Yeah. We had some really, like I, I, that guy stood out to me, the, the one in the, the bar. I, I, I kept, I kept yeah. thinking actually to myself, I'm like, who is that? Cause he's good. Yeah, who is that? He's really good. Um, and then the really art good. dealer, I, I, I also thought, I felt for you because I'm like, those scenes are so hard because it is like They're that so hard. dominating kind of sexual like thing. It's, it's a lot easier if somebody else has to be that person and you just get to follow along and kind I of know. like be there and react to them. But if you have to take the reins and be that, because like, I'm not necessarily that person in my personal life, you know, some like, Hey, like, right. you know, so to, it's fun to do on screen, but it's also very awkward when you're not like, in you know especially with people you don't know <laughs> oh yeah different if it was and i think someone, i mean one of the main cast members but you know yes yeah yeah by the end with the people that you know you like chris and zoe and i by the end were like let's do this yeah. you know like whatever <laughs> another, it was gonna be another day another orgy <laughs> oh my god honestly i feel like i feel like lost girl was like you know how they say like in marriage like the first year of marriage if you put a jelly bean in the jar every time you have sex you'll have this giant jar full of jelly beans. And then in subsequent years, if you take one out every time, you'll never empty the jar. Oh God, that's so sad. <laughs> so sad. But that's what it was like being Bo. I feel like the first season I filled up a jar of jelly beans with all the people <laughs> I made out with. And then by the end, it was like just kind of here and there, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, so that art dealer guy, I, I felt for him because he was probably waiting in his trailer all day. Like waiting, 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 waiting. They're like, okay, we need you to get here. And then suddenly I'm on top of him and then he goes home. Exactly. So, but he was great. He was great. And he's like, I feel so used. He's at home uh, yeah, exactly. drinking alone. <laughs> not, not sure what happened. Maybe there's like a, a Lost Girls support group podcast. <laughs> For all those guest stars. <laughs> For all those used, used and abused, used and abused. guest stars. I know. Um, the other thing that I noticed in this episode, and it's just because I'm sensitive to, there was so much ADR in this episode. I don't know why. I think it's because we were on location. See, I didn't, um, I didn't experience that so much just because I, well, I didn't have as much in the episode right. and my, my locations right. were not like the bar and like the, the nightclub yes. and all that stuff. Yes. And ADR for people listening, um, is when you, I think I've mentioned it before, but it's uh, actors do ADR all the time because we film and they try to get clean sound on the day. We all wear microphones or they're putting a mic over our head. Um, but sometimes you don't get clean sound. So you have to go back in and literally match your mouth to the lines that are being said. And there was so much of it in that episode. Um, which I thought was, I, I don't know. That it, to me, it's just, I just noticed it. Just noted as a footnote. <laughs> um, and I don't know why there was so much. Um, let's see here. Oh, another thing I loved is that it's, it had such an investigative feel, this episode. Like it had like good old fashioned detective work kind of stuff, it you know, like did. police work. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that because I didn't feel like later, like in later episodes from what I remember, it wasn't like that. It was more like just, you know, dark and light and fighting and other stuff. Like it wasn't so much detective work and like the police station yeah. and that, you know, like that, it felt very yeah. sort of procedural that I way. I love the, the police station. Yeah. I always wish there was more in the, like, I loved being in the police station all the time. It felt very uh, Whenever school, I was there. Right. It like did. it felt like very yeah. murder. She wrote like a little bit, like not murder. <laughs> she wrote, but you know, like that, like that, that era oh, of like, like <laughs> Oh, really Angela Lansbury. cleaned that up. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. Oh, Angela Lansbury. 
Um, do you have any behind the scenes memories or secrets about filming this episode? We may have touched on this already, but, um, does anything come to mind for you? Um, no, I remember we had ET Canada was there, um, for that episode. Cause I remember doing an interview with them. Um, okay. You know, as far I don't, cause I was always in and out pretty quick on the episodes. Like they'd fly me in. I would be, they'd have to shoot me out within three days and then I'd be on a plane and back, back in LA. So I was never there, yeah. which was awesome in some ways, but then in other ways, I never really had a chance to like hang out that much or like be, you know, a part of, um, the stuff that you guys did outside of, you know, like when you guys had watch parties or like little things that would happen that I wouldn't necessarily like be like, Oh, are you going to be here? And like, I wouldn't be there. Like, or I'd be leaving before it or it'd be an episode where I wasn't in it. So, um, you know, and it's funny cause I have the flip of that where I was there so much <laughs> that sometimes the cast would be leaving to go and have a drink, but they're like, Anna, we need you to stay to film you're the like, Bo oh. walks down the hall episode. And I'm like, <laughs> or scene, you know, and I'm like, bye everybody. Yeah. Bye. Have fun. You know, Enjoy so I life. kind of, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny cause it's, you know, you were, a huge part of the show for every season. And I feel like collectively over time, we got to know each other yeah. better and um, you spent more and more time there in my memory of it. But obviously you were coming in and out. So I think we ended up when, when we all started doing the comic con circuit is when I think we all sort of like, or for me, because that's where I got to see you guys in a more sort of intense group setting, like where we were all together yeah. and we were hanging out all the time, all day long all night yeah. long. Like it was just, yes. And so I think that was like a, an accelerated, you know, friendship maker for like, for my side, like, you know, or relationship accelerator for me, um, and catching up on the, on the years that I didn't really get to do that with you guys. But yeah, but yeah as far as the specific yeah. memories from this episode, God, I can't remember what I did yesterday. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like eight or ten years ago, how I don't how many thirteen years yeah. ago now? God, it's well, it's thirteen years, yeah, twelve, twelve or thirteen. Oh, I can't remember. I think it might be twelve. Yeah, twelve years from that first season, and we shot the pilot a year before that. Like, it's there's so much time has passed. It's um. It's kind of crazy to look back. I mean, that's why doing this is so special because enough time has passed mm -hmm. that looking back feels so nostalgic and so um, like I'm watching a whole episode that I don't remember yeah. at all. Um, you know, I don't remember. I remember when I see it, I remember like, oh yeah, the nightclub. I remember this, you know. Uh, one thing I remember about that episode, there was... Um, there was two episodes that season where I, I injured my leg and, and it was because I was doing a fight in a different episode and I wanted to do this one kick. I would never do this in subsequent seasons, Emmanuel, like ever. I'd be like, my double's doing it. Let's yeah. just, that's you it. You learn pretty quickly I would after that. Oh, I learned so quickly because <laughs> I wanted to do this kick and I practiced it so much that I burned out my leg muscle so much that my leg kept buckling. Oh. So in that episode, that was the, that was the second episode with the leg injury. So the leg was getting better, but in the nightclub, anytime I was beside Chris, he had his hand out and I was holding it for support, like a cane Oh wow. whenever we walked. And there's a, one, one thing I remembered watching was there's a scene where Bo is walking down a really long hallway on a phone 
And my husband's one of one of his best friends from college was in town, like to see like to see Seth, my husband, and his wife's on her TV show, and that's what I was filming. Uh-huh. And they gave him like a headset to be behind the monitor, and I was walking down the hall doing this scene on the phone, and I kept falling <laughs> because <of> my leg. <laughs> and he was like, "Whoa, is this part of the?" And I'm like, "No, no, it's it's not. I just I'm just trying." Anyway, my leg kept buckling, so that's a little behind the scenes things for fans watching uh, along with the rewatch that. Um, I, there was only one take where I got down that hallway Wow! Uh, and that was it. You saw it on, you saw it on camera. Um, cause yeah, but then I learned my lesson yeah. with stunts. I was like, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Not doing that again. I know. Whenever I talk to actors, they're like, yeah, I'm super excited about doing it. And like, you know, I'm going to, and I'm like, just don't be stupid. Let, let yeah. the pros do what they're there to do. And then they sell it and make it look good for, or like they make it look really awesome and do all the hard stuff. And then you sell it like you, you know, you can still do stuff, but like, don't go be stupid. You, you need to have the longevity, you know, cause it happens totally. all the time. Like I'm guilty of that. Like I was like, yeah. yeah. And then you end up doing something to yourself and you're like, that was dumb. You do. <laughs> Also, and I feel like you actually knew this stuff early on. I remember us having some conversations in like season one and two and you, you had this sense of, you just had a really good understanding of filmmaking. I think you had a better, I mean, you had more experience than I did at that point. And you just, you understood the day-to-day work of it better than I did. I mean, I learned it pretty quick. Yeah. The learning curve was fast for me, but I, um, I just learned that you know, because if, if people ever ask me, how did you have all the energy to do that? I, I mean, after season one, I burned myself out. I didn't have the energy to do that. I like burned myself out so badly that I had to like recover, you know? Yeah. And then what I learned in other seasons was like, actually the key to that energy is knowing when to rest, you know, and taking those opportunities to rest all the time. Well, and setting boundaries too, because as you yes. know, in this business, they will push you and push you and push you and push you. And if you don't say no, if you don't say, no, I need, I need this, or I need, like, you have to use your voice, ask for what you want and what you need, not ridiculously, but like, you know, like just yeah. sort of, when they start force, I mean, we didn't, we weren't in this situation so much because they didn't have the money to force calls all the time. But like, you know, I've been in right. situations where it's like they force the call like five days in a row and you're doing heavy, like long days with action and you're just wrecked and then it becomes dangerous, right? Like you can it hurt does. yourself. For everybody, for, everybody. for everyone and the crew yeah. as well. It's like, um, yeah. And forcing the call just for people listening that probably right. don't know what that means. It basically means uh, making the time between when you leave set and when you have to be back the next day, shorter and shorter and shorter, mm-hmm. which means you get less and less rest and prep time and things like that. And that stuff is really valuable, obviously, when you're making something. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, but I have to say, Emmanuel, like, thank you for, for doing this, oh, obviously with me. It's really meaningful for me to do this. No, this is so fun. And it's fun. Yeah. And you were such a fan favorite, obviously. Wow. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I really appreciate you being here. And I'm glad I got to chat about this episode with you. Uh, Likewise. And thank you for having me. This is fun. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening today. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast, which is produced by Anna Silk, Rachel Scarston, and Seth Cooperman, with theme music by our very own Blood King, Rick Howland. Please rate, review, and share the Lost Girl Rewatch podcast. This enables us to grow and to continue bringing you exciting new content every week. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram and on our YouTube channel at Lost Girl Rewatch. You can also subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus episodes made just for you and get early access to all of our episodes. This is very serious. Okay. Shit, are you going to make me cry again? (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, maybe. 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 Okay, you have to choose one of these two things, and and this is how you have to spend the rest of your life, okay? So would you rather spend the rest of your life with a horse's body but your head or a horse's head but your body? (laughs) And why? Rachel, this has Rachel written all over it. Hundred percent. It's a hundred percent Rachel. That bitch. Um, okay. Uh, I I was like, it's gonna be like a horse or dog. So Sophie's choice between like my dogs and the horse. I'm like, I knew something with the animals. Okay. Um, I would say my head and the horse's body. Because then I'd be strong and powerful and do all the fun things like jump and like do all the stuff that I do on my horse. But like, you know, like have my head like I can see what like it'd be like cool because I could see everything. That <laughs> and then I could still have my friends around me and they'd think I was weird, but we could talk. I could still communicate. See, because my horse communicates to me, but I wish she could talk. If she could talk, life would be a lot easier. Same with my dogs. So, Yeah. Ha, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that answer. I also love for everyone listening should go and, and look at the YouTube part of this because the actions of you being the horse jumping around, it gives you actually the full picture. <laughs> it gives it gives people the full picture. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.